and welcome to the Longshot Club. Uh, I know you weren't expecting one of these, especially not on a Sunday, but here we are, uh, and we we are down a woman. Uh, so it's it's me, Null, and me, Bran, and we are here, Sans Ellie, to talk to you guys about the Green Knight. Yes, uh, and um, you know, just as always. Uh, this will contain spoilers, so if you have not seen Green Knight yet and intend to, uh, maybe don't listen if you don't want it to be spoiled. Yeah, uh, let's let's do a real quick, and I do mean real quick, uh, spoiler-free sort of hot take. Okay, I liked it. It was uh, it was entertaining. It was very uh, very weird, but it was good. I am utterly fascinated and borderline obsessed. This yeah. <laughs> nearly managed to dethrone something from my favorites list. Oh wow! Yeah, this this was a fucking spectacle. Yeah, it, right. it's very interesting uh, style of filmmaking. Certainly, yeah. Yes, very very different from other movies I've seen. I would say. I would completely agree with that. Uh, let me put together a timer. Uh, do you want to summarize the original story of? the green knight first or should i jump in immediately with the spoilery summary um i'll tell the original story of the green knight um but first before you start the timer on me I'm, oh no i wasn't gonna set well i guess i can set i, I don't want on. you to set a timer i would prefer you not thank you um but uh but yeah for those not familiar the green knight is one of the um original uh chivalric romances um from arthurian lore um the writer of it is lost to time but it was originally written as a poem um but basically, uh, it's about uh, Sir Gawain, or in the movie, Gawain, uh, which would be the correct pronunciation, but generally we refer to him as Gawain when talking about him, and uh, that's probably how I'm going to continue referring to him, regardless okay, that, of the that's film. that's what I was going to do, too. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, so he's, uh, so he's Arthur's nephew, and uh, one day um, uh, the, they're having a feast, um, I believe in the original it was for New Year's, and the movie it was for. I, I shouldn't keep comparing them, but yeah, yeah. It, I believe it was for New Year's. Um, but uh, so they're having a big feast, and a mysterious knight uh, who's green in green armor uh, comes in and uh, challenges the the various knights to a fight, um, and uh, says, you know, whatever you whatever blow you land against me, I will return to you. And um, the king wants to, but or no, the none of the knights want to. Or maybe one of them does and dies? I don't remember exactly. <laughs> it's been quite a while. In fairness, I'm pretty sure there's like five versions of the poem. So a I mean... As there are most of those ancient, ancient stories. But yeah. anyway, uh, the king, um, I think, wanted to, but perhaps chose not to. Uh, and uh, Gawain, um, the youngest of the knights, uh, stepped forward and took the challenge. And in the fight, beheads the green knight, which means one year hence, as they say in the, in the story and in the movie... Uh, Stop comparing them. Sorry! Um, one year hence, he has to go to the Green Chapel, uh, where the Green Knight is located, uh, and uh, receive the same blow he delivered. And uh, and the Green Knight lifts up his head and leaves. And one year later, uh, Gawain goes off on an adventure um, to, uh, to seek out this chapel. Um, and before arriving there, he finds this... Uh, this castle, and and he rests there, and the lord of the castle, you know, is like, oh yeah, you're almost there, you know, and he's he's big into hunting and stuff, and uh, and every day, and like he's he's you know buddy buddy with Gawain right away, cause you know he's like, oh you're you're like a famous dude, and he's like, okay, so I'm a big hunter, every day I'm gonna go out and hunt, 
and I'm going to bring you back what I hunt, and you give me whatever you receive here. And uh, this whole time, the the Lord guy's wife is like the all about the, house. the lady of the house is all about Gawain, and Gawain is like, yeah, I don't know about this. And uh, so each day, like she gives him a kiss. And then the next day she gives him, well, the first day she gives him one kiss, next day, and then he kisses the uh, Lord. Doesn't tell him who kissed him, but then the next day she gives him two kisses. He kisses the Lord twice. Third day, uh, he gets three kisses, and she gives him a sash that she says will protect him. And uh, when the Lord returns, he gives him the kisses, but he doesn't give him the sash. He's like, nah, no, nah, I'm going to keep this. And um, uh, and then he goes off to, to meet the, the knight at the chapel. And so he gets to the chapel. And he prepares himself for this, you know, beheading blow from, from, the, from the dude's axe. And uh, he flinches and freaks out. And the, the knight gives him a hard time. And, uh, and then he does it again. And um, then uh, the knight reveals... Uh, the knight, like, he doesn't actually, like, cut his head off. He just, like, lightly cuts him. And then reveals himself to have been the lord the entire time. And it was all just magic. And uh, says, yeah, that little tiny cut, that's because you didn't give me that sash that my wife gave you. This is all a trick. And uh, and then he goes home and lives happily ever after. And that's not how the movie is. Not even remotely. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to set myself a timer. Okay, uh, and, smart. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how this goes. Uh, very similar. Uh, Sir Gawain is King Arthur's nephew. Uh, a big green knight shows up on Christmas Day. Very Groot looking. Very an ent. It's a goddamn yes. <laughs> ent. Uh, an ent bearing an axe and a lot of armor. Anyway, very green shows up. Uh, says, "Hey, uh, you can get a free blow on me, but I'm gonna return it in a year." And the green knight is like, "Eh, here, here, hit my neck." And Gawain's like, "I, okay, fine," and chops his head clean the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the knight rides away, saying, "See you in a year." Uh, Gawain has to then go out one year later on a six-day ride, during which all sorts of weird shit happens. Uh, He encounters a saint, uh, the saint in this case being a weird ghost lady. Mm -hmm. Uh, He encounters a talking fox who basically shit-talks him and then runs away. Uh, He encounters giants that I have no idea what the fuck was happening, but it was (laughs) terrifying. Uh, He encounters the lord of the house. Uh, He encounters the lady of the house. She gives him a kiss, a sash, and a handjob. He only gives the kiss to the lord. (laughs) Uh, And he goes riding away and meets the uh, green knight. Uh, He sits there for like a day and a half while the green knight is taking a catnap, as I would. Uh, The green knight is about ready to cut off uh, Gawain's head. Gawain is like, oh, wait, no, I'm scared. Runs away like a bitch. Uh, has this whole thing where he becomes king, uh, wakes up from this dream sequence, and the Green Knight is... Oh, fuck you, timer. I'm not going to make it. Yeah, I wasn't... Uh, d- d- don't worry about the timer. Go ahead. I was so fucking close. <laughs> uh, the Green Knight is like, oh, wow, you're taking off your sash. You know what? You're a good, brave knight. I'm proud of you. Draws a finger across the throat. Nothing happens and says, boom, you're beheaded. And the movie ends with the brightest, happiest, cheeriest fucking medieval music you've ever heard mm-hmm. in your life. And it was a fucking wild ride to get there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so summary aside, you said you liked it. Yeah. Proceed. Okay, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, like, it, as we were saying before, um, the various different versions of the story are all going to be different. And so going in, I don't think already knowing the tale of the Green Knight really helped me that much. No. Um, you know, you could go in totally blind and still uh be uh equally impressed by the movie 
Um, yeah, so that, I mean, there's different, definitely differences. Like uh, in the movie, uh, dude gets a sash from his mom to protect him, loses the sash almost immediately, and then gets an identical sash from the lady of the house, and he's all like, "Whoa, what the fuck!" Um, but then, you know, throughout the movie, like things he loses kind of reappear, and uh, witchcraft is a heavy theme of the yeah. movie, whereas not so much in the tale. There's beyond just a subject of things lost and things regained. There's mm-hmm. also this really interesting tendency for mimicry and mirror images of things Mm -hmm. so like for example the sash is the same uh the lady of the house is the same as his lady from the village okay okay i thought so i was like same actress okay so when i was looking it up i was like it said um it said essel was um alicia vikander vikander and i was like that's so weird because i thought the lady of the house was alicia vikander i didn't recognize her as the uh as the as his like lady friend um i i i don't know if it was a short hair or what but i didn't recognize her but i did recognize her as the lady of the house okay that's there's okay there's a lot of little mimicry there's two portraits of gawain and interestingly it's the one from the house that he ends up keeping behind him and what's it called it's something the the way she did it the lens it's something i want to say it's something obscura there's a trick um where you can like like an ancient way of taking pictures i've heard of it referred to as camera obscura camera obscura yep that's it okay so it's literally just the most obvious answer possible yeah for some reason my my brain was like like playing people with the word camera yeah exactly (laughs) i've been there and it sucks i had that moment earlier with the words up to interpretation interesting i could not remember those (laughs) words because this movie is most definitely not really up to interpretation are there a lot of symbols Yes. Can you interpret the symbols? Certainly. Mm-hmm. But it's not as if it leaves you dangling like, say, Inception does. There yeah. is a concrete conclusion to the story. Yeah, and somehow, like, somehow it's both very symbolic and also very straightforward. Yes. Like, yeah. Like, here's some weird symbols. They're, they're here. They don't actually mean anything. But maybe you'll think they do. <laughs> oh, no, no, they, I'm, I have no doubt in my mind that all of these symbols do add up to things. Mm-hmm. Does it all add up to the same thing? Assuredly not. Yeah. But do they all have this rhyming concordance of meaning? Yes. Mm-hmm. And if I'm wrong, I will eat the shirt that I'm wearing. Okay. That looks like an uncomfortable shirt to eat. It would be. It's it's very well woven. Looks like it's a pretty sturdy shirt. Yeah. It's comfy. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it breathes really well in the heat. It's oh, that's, that's very so good. miserably hot it's outside, guys. It's awful. I don't recommend it. I no. question why I moved to the south. Yeah. I question why I stay in the South. <laughs> I, I think it's mostly because of Ellie. Uh, I do because my parents are here. Yeah. And I don't feel like moving again. It sucks. Yeah. Also, yeah. if you were to move, it would kind of fuck up us doing podcasts. It would, yes. It would complicate just, things. Just a little bit. Yeah. But if your work schedule changes, it probably won't matter. See, I have good news about that, but we'll <gasps> discuss that later. Oh, okay. Excellent. No, no, don't get too excited. Okay, but I'll it's, get slightly excited. Yeah. It's, I'll, get, I'll, get a, I'll get like a semi instead of a full-blown hard-on. There you go. Okay. Very, uh, very Sir Gawain of you. Yes. Uh, yeah, that, um... <laughs> the hand job was weird. Yeah, the seeing the jizz and everything, I was not expecting that. In the theater, guys, there was this really great moment where it showed the jizz on, on the belt, and the, the guy about four seats down from me went, oh! <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> yeah, you don't generally see just a big old spooge in uh, on the big screen. Or, well, if I'm a lesbian, so I don't generally see it anywhere. But yeah. <laughs> uh, lesbian seeing spooge. <laughs> it's a good time, guaranteed for all. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, any other general thoughts about it you want to get into before we get to uh, favorite thing? I mean, nothing immediately comes to mind that wouldn't just be me parroting different uh, reviews that I saw in advance because I, I couldn't help myself. I had to read some reviews, mm-hmm. get a vibe for what to not necessarily anticipate, but at least sort of what m- mindset to be going into it in. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was It's weird because it was simultaneously getting very high praise, but then the actual scores coming in were kind of petty and yeah. not very good. Hmm. And I, I don't know what to think of that. I don't know whether it's that the highly symbolic nature of it just annoyed people or what. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of people seem to be just dismissing it as a pretty art house flick. Mm. It was definitely an art house flick. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it was. It was not. I went in. I mean, I don't mind that, but I, I kind of expected more blockbuster than art house. See, I I knew that it wasn't going to be blockbuster. I mm-hmm. knew it was going to be some art house stuff because mm-hmm. the company that made it was A twenty four. Okay, I I don't really know movie companies and their whole yeah. gimmick. Look for that name anytime from now on that you're going to go see a movie because mm-hmm. if it says A twenty four, you're in for some art house bullshit. And I eat it up like candy. <laughs> Two of the movies from. I'm pretty sure two of the movies from my favorites list. I'm actually blanking on whether or not the second one made the cut. Anyway, uh, several movies that I adore are mm-hmm. A24 films, and they're just goddamn weird. Did that movie from the, that we saw in the trailer is Lamb? Is that an A24 movie? Yes, okay, is. that movie looks weird as fuck. <laughs> yes. Also, The Lighthouse is A24. Okay. Hereditary was A24, and The Witch was A24. Okay. Also, Midsummer. Ah, Okay. So they they do like to I def, the movie definitely had horror elements to it. Oh that, yeah, um, yeah. It wasn't it, it wasn't a horror movie, but there was some horror moments. But yeah, a lot of art house like shots and framing and that sort of thing. That's the really interesting ha- uh, thing happening right now. Is previously drama was kind of the only world that art house could live in. Mm-hmm. But what we're seeing is this overflow from a lot of actually Dutch filmmaking, mm-hmm. where. Horror is becoming very art house. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a lot of big ideas in there, and a lot of people who are traditional horror fans are fucking hating it. Hmm. Like The Witch, for example, one of the worst reviewed movies at the time because hmm. people did not like how artsy it was. Anyway, I'm I'm just kind of rambling about <laughs> art house now. It's okay. That this our our show is ripe for rambling. This is true. Uh, and I think you're going to have a lot more opinions on art house bullshit when we get around to watching the lighthouse at some point. Okay. It is on the list. Yes, I'm aware. You've told me. You mm. warned me. Infinite times. Just <laughs> I never shut up about it. I accept this. Yeah. Um, okay. So do you want to say what your favorite thing is? I suppose I can. Okay. Um, I like that although it's a medieval night movie and it is directly Arthurian legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the knight's a little piddly bitch. He's a whiny motherfucker through the entire goddamn movie. He mm-hmm. gets robbed more often than he actually does anything good. The only person he helps is a fucking ghost. And when all is said and done, the only person who's actually proud of him is the fucking guy who's supposed to cut his head off. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting <laughs> take. Yeah, yeah. I just, I love that. It completely tears down the idea of knights as heroes and just shits on them relentlessly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like you were saying before we watched the movie. You were saying that it was like the Green Knight worked in two ways, both, you know, as as the character of the Green Knight, but then also Gawain himself is, you know, green. Like, he's untested. Yeah. And, you know, he, he showed that quickly. And... Yeah, and then, it, like, at one point in the movie, he was like, oh, fuck this, I'm going home. And then he kind of, um, 
I think it was after he uh, he helped the ghost that he it uh, and he and he got the uh, he got the axe back. I think that kind of strengthened his resolve, and he realized he had to go through with the thing. Yeah, I will go ahead and mention so that no one can get in my face about it later. I did not come up with the green knight meaning both the knight and Sir Gawain. Mm. Uh, that was a random critic online. I can't remember who it was. If I remember right, it's that one critic that I don't usually like or mm. agree with. Mm. So if you recognize that as being your work, yeah, I don't fucking agree with you most of the time, dude. Just <laughs> just stop. Anyway. so Just watch. There's been like 10 different people who, who've said that, and the wrong one is going to randomly hear this episode and be like, oh, fuck you, man. Oh, I mean, the wrong one would be the right one. Like, if the right dude hears this, and it's actually the one who came up with that originally... Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it would basically shoot this podcast in the face. <laughs> I, I'm gambling with the whole fucking premise <laughs> that this dude will never fucking care or listen. Fair. So. <laughs> we're, we're still tiny. We're safe for now. For yeah, now. For now. And when we do start offending people, I mean it. Anyway, what's your favorite thing? Um... I would have to say that... My favorite thing was that it still all felt very Arthurian. Yeah. Like, you know, it, at times the dialogue, you know, kind of, uh, didn't sound like, you know, the way people talked back then. And sometimes it did, and, but that didn't, that never came across as jarring, you know, it, it, it always worked, but still just the way scenes moved between each other it still just felt um it still just felt right you know yeah especially with the chapters yeah the chapters yeah that was that helped yeah and um yeah it just the way it it flowed together it still it just felt it felt right and it felt um what's the right word um It just felt true to the original source material while not necessarily following it. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I did really like was that the whole thing is headed by uh, a chivalric romance by Anonymous. Yeah. Like it, it, it goes through the whole process of saying what this is and is very true to the original writing. Mm-hmm. And what's really messed up is... Apparently, and again, this is me finding out through other sources, this does draw from, like, five different versions of the story. Mm -hmm. So, chances are anything that we saw is probably in one of the versions somewhere. Yeah. I just blush to try and imagine which one, because it got fucking bizarre. Yeah. Um, A podcast I like called Myths and Legends, um, what the host does when he's, because he'll tell a myth or legend as the name implies um and what he does is he looks over various different um versions of legends or myths and he kind of puts them together he'll he'll pick and choose bits and pieces and put them together to make them uh, a narrative that makes the most sense to him and and then, and then as he goes he'll often be like oh i mean i chose from this version of the story and another version of the story there's this and blah 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 and he'll also acknowledge he's um you know when things don't quite fit with modern sensibilities you know he'll, he'll acknowledge that uh, it's a very good show i highly recommend it to anybody who likes myths and legends I might actually have to check it out for yeah. all of three episodes and then quit it. <laughs> like every other podcast I listen to, don't do that yeah. with us. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to check out his uh, his episodes about the Green Knight. 
Oh, he has one? Uh, I at least one. He might have might have taken him a couple. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I guess least favorite thing. Least favorite thing. You um say that while I look up to see if Myths and Legends covered the Green Knight because I'm almost a hundred percent sure. Uh, no, no, I am certain he covered the Green Knight. Okay, then why are you still looking? Just to annoy you. Okay. Wait, what'd you just say? I said just to annoy you. Fair enough. Uh, I think that my least favorite thing was... This goes directly in the face of everything else I've just said about (laughs) me gushing over this thing. I think just how inscrutable it is, it took what could have been art house going mainstream and actually getting a mainstream audience and kind of shot itself in the face. I don't think that... In the long run, this is going to have a very wide audience of people that are going to enjoy it or talk about it. Mm -hmm. I think in the long run, it's going to end up kind of falling by the wayside. Yeah, you don't think it's... um... The mainstream appeal just isn't there because it's it's so dense. It it is almost borderline inscrutable at times. You don't think... um, Oh, okay, yeah, it took him two episodes. uh, 67A and 67B... Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so you don't even think it's going to become a cult film? Oh, no, it's going to become a cult film, but the yeah. entire point of a cult film is it's not mainstream. Right, but, like, it's, it, I mean, people call movies like, uh, like Rocky Horror Picture Show or, uh... Not cult enough anymore. Yeah, it's, true. It's become mainstream. Yeah. So has Fight Club. That started off as true. a very cult film, and now it's not. Yeah. Uh, but this could have, if it gives you any idea, this could have had the type of appeal of something like say the matrix Mm -hmm. not necessarily because of sheer action but because of the scope of it you know like lord of the rings is very mainstream it Mm -hmm. wasn't as a book there's no getting around it as a book it was a very nerd thing yeah when it first when it first came out it kind of started to get popularity like 30 40 years after it came out my mother didn't even really know that it existed other than the fact that the hobbit was a thing that my stepdad tried to read to me once Hmm. She didn't find out about it until the movies came out. Hmm. So as I was saying, though, I can I can appreciate that it started to get some attention. But at the end of the day, it was still very much not a mainstream thing until the movies dropped. And those became huge. Hmm. The Green Knight could have achieved something very similar. But I think the sheer complexity of it is going to scare off a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Also the jizz. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know that the jizz was particularly necessary. I I think that it was. I like for me the only thing it added uh to that scene was it made sure that there was no doubt that there was sexual contact happening there. Well, beyond just that, it was a moment of seduction mm-hmm. followed immediately by act something actively like active revulsion Mm, because at the end of the day no one not woman not man not fucking beast of burden likes jizz nothing likes jizz and there was jizz and it was purposely there to make you go yeah and i really hope nobody writes and it's like hey i like jizz oh there's gonna be people that (laughs) truth be told there are people where it's a fetish but i'm that that's not this kind of podcast yeah so (laughs) Jizz lovers, Unite. lower your axes. <laughs> Under your head. No, 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 no. If the, they blow you, you blow them. 
it's just like the movie. I was going to say. A blow for a blow. <laughs> ah, the Lord was probably looking for the same thing. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Remember, he gave him a big old smooch. Yeah, that was that was something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird because I knew that that moment was going to eventually show up. Mm-hmm. But I was like, ah. Oh. Somehow, even though I knew it was going to happen, it still caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's funny. I think it's because I didn't think they'd have the balls to go with it. Mm-hmm. I thought someone along the way would just be like, no. We, no. we can't have dudes kissing. <laughs> Not in this medieval film. Yeah. <laughs> and then, no, it's like, here, here's Jids and here's dudes kissing. It's, it's very uh, gay man friendly in that way. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh. Oh, did, you didn't say your least favorite I thing. I never did say my least favorite thing. Um, so my least favorite thing was, um, like, they would have things that were there, and maybe it was part of the symbolism, maybe not, but um, they, I didn't feel like they really used them, or maybe they didn't need to be there. Like, the giants, that whole scene with the giants... It didn't really add anything. It was cool. It was a cool scene with the giants, but it didn't really add anything to the rest of the movie. Other than other than maybe showing you that, like, okay, look, the fox can kind of do some cool shit. Um, then the sightless old lady at the at the manor, she was mostly there to be spooky, and but she was never really acknowledged uh, by the characters that were there. Yeah, I, I'm sure that there's meaning to that. It's it's definitely one of those symbolism things. Mm-hmm. It's a little on the nose. Yeah. But I'm still trying to work out what exactly it means. Yeah. By the same token, if we wanted to get really deep into that line of thinking, though, the fox really had no fucking meaning. Um, I mean, it has meaning, but it has no real yeah. fucking value. Yeah, like... What does it contribute? Yeah, its its biggest purpose was, like, as, uh, as Gawain was about to get into the boat, uh, and it speaks to him... And it was just like, hey, you could turn back now, and I won't tell anybody. It could just be be between us. And it tries to talk him down. And then, like you said before, shit talks him. Uh, and that was its biggest role in the movie. Yeah, but by the same token, again, even though I think that it shoots the film in the face, I absolutely love those. Mm-hmm. I love those weird little nods. Yeah, I don't... I mean... I, like I said, I didn't dislike the giant scene. It was cool. I just wish... It, I, I wish it connected something? more to anywhere else in the movie. Like, it, like it just... Like I said, I mean, you could cut the... I think you could cut that scene out and it would change nothing. And I dislike that about it. I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But by the same token, the fact that it doesn't add to anything else is almost exactly why I do like it. Mm. And maybe that just sounds contrary, but it's... I love the notion that not everything necessarily has to do with Gawain and his stupid little quest. Because his quest, in the first place, is a fucking game. Mm -hmm. Literally, by definition, by description, it's just a game. Mm -hmm. And not everything that he runs into has to connect into that. So, for example, even though in the original story, the Lord and the Lady connected directly back into Gawain's quest, here they really don't. No, you never. They never show that, uh, or maybe he wasn't in this version. That uh, that the Lord of the House is um, is actually the Green Knight. Like he kind of like hinted at it too, because he was like, "Oh, we won't be here when you come back," um, which could like, which I was kind of expecting it to be like, "Haha, I was actually the Green Knight." None of that happened, even though the in the original, 
it's like the Green Knight in the chapel that are fake, and it's the manor that's real. It's just like yeah. witchcraft and shit. Yeah. No, no, no. It's that's that's exactly. It. If you mm. think back, I don't think a single scene in the film actually matters. Mm-hmm. The the highwaymen or the thieves, I guess you sh- could really call them, that he encounters. Mm-hmm. He gets the axe back. The only thing that does is take away his horse for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't stop him getting home. Right. Uh, the sash. I mean, he loses it. He regains it. And other than a very small component at the end, I mean, it really adds nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ritual with his mother really adds nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, hell, even the quest itself at the end of the day, he draws a fucking finger across his throat it adds nothing. The point of the quest was pointless. There was yeah. no quest to be had. The point of the quest was to prove he was willing to do it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And in some regard, I mean, not a single scene in this film is actually necessary. The entire film is unnecessariness unto itself. It is functionally, it is Dev Patel wanking. And that's that's it. <laughs> that is That is everything that you get. But... Somehow there's there's something wonderful in that. There's just the the ballsiness of it. Mm-hmm. I I eat it up. I yeah. can't help it. And you know, um, on the topic of things that you could complain about, but you're not going to complain about, is I know one of the things I say a lot on the show is I complain about the pacing of movies. Yeah. And this movie, it was very slow, but it yes. worked. Yeah. The way the camera would linger on things really kind of somehow added something to it. Yeah. Um. You know, you're wait like it like it starts. You know, you're looking at this guy who's like sleeping outside of a house. There's some geese. There's a goat. There's a house in the background on fire. Uh, you see a couple come running and they get on a horse and they go. But none of it actually matters because it turns out this is just what's going on outside the window of the um, of the brothel that Dev Patel's or that Gawain is uh, is sleeping in. You know. Yeah. And it's. It's little weird moments like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one that I absolutely loved was... God, what was it? It was like right there on the tip of my tongue before I started speaking, and then it's just gone. I hate when that happens. Hmm. Um, if I remember it, I'll remember it. If not, okay. I'm not going to worry about it. Um, but yeah, and then another one, like that scene uh, where, where he's been tied up and like left to die, basically, with a bunch of possessions. That was it, yes. Oh, possessions strewn about. The way the camera just kind of circles, and then it circles back around, and you see everything getting greener, and then you see a skeleton in his, in his clothes. But then it keeps going. And I think that was, I think that was good because it was kind of... Um, a tip off to the fact that they're willing to undo things that they've done and kind of show that like he's basically just daydreaming that he's going to die here and be yep. fucked much like later how he daydreams like the entire rest of his life. And then he's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Got it. I, I, yeah, it was, I love this yeah, movie. It was a very interesting movie. Yeah. It was, it was very entertaining. Utterly bonkers. I don't yeah. think Ellie would have liked it. No, it's probably for the best that she decided not to come with us. I probably. think I think she would be like so annoyed right now and just be yeah. talking about how dumb everything was. Sorry for shit talking, Ellie, but she doesn't listen. Uh, she she does on very rare occasions, oh, no. but frankly, I think she would agree. I already told her point mm. blank. I'm like, this is a fantastic movie. You would have hated it, <laughs> and she's like, why would I have hated it? I'm like, because you can't handle symbolic things. Mm. You, you need it just laid out for you like a fucking teacher is explaining it, and then it needs to end. Mm. If it draws itself out or does anything interesting, you fill with rage. <laughs> and she was like, oh, okay. And then she told me a story about key lime pie. So, Speaking of lime, I'm drinking a gimlet. 
Yeah. Uh, so I've, I've I've got Brian here. She 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 does not like gin, but Mm-mm. this is a peach and gin or peach vodka and gin gimlet. It's tasty. I'm very very proud of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, all right. Shall so. I roll for our third question? Yeah. And uh, for this, we have a green and gold tie, not as in Packers green and gold. Which is funny. Today, my dad met uh, a former member of the Packers, Leroy Butler, ran, in, ran into him at a grocery store in Green Bay. My dad's a uh, visiting family. Weird. That has nothing to do with the fact that we picked it because Green Knight. No. No, I just, uh, it's saying green and gold, you know, it's the Packers colors. So, anyway, I shall roll this die. Almost and I almost didn't even want to go in. I rolled a 20, which is what she said. Not, not want to go in something. I don't know. Dirty joke. Insert dirty joke here. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Oh, boy. One second, I have to double check something. Kinky. All right. You're, you're either going to love this or you're going to hate this. Yep. Uh, this movie and the last are now part of a cinematic universe. And the last movie, by the way, uh, according to the feed, would have been Vanilla Sky. Uh, so, uh, this movie and the last are now part of a cinematic universe. Uh, explain how. Uh, well, obviously, okay, so the, whatever, uh, uh, Vanilla Sky, whatever his name is. Uh, David Ames. Yep, him. Uh, oh, look, someone else who doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> I, listen, it was like, a, it came out like a week ago, leave me alone. Um, but yeah, so he, uh, well, he clearly chose to be inserted, uh, into a life that he recognized, Whereas uh, Dev Patel, whatever his character's name would be in the real life, he was like, no, this shit, real life is boring. I want to, I want my thoughts to be inserted into, like, cool-ass Arthurian lore. Uh, make me a fucking knight or something. Okay, I can definitely see yeah. that. Uh, my take on it is that, in a very similar sort of sense, uh, both are about people stuck in dreams. Uh, in this case, uh, I want to say that the Sash... Uh, the spell on it isn't actually the spell that his mother said that it was, or that the lady at the house said that it was, and that in reality it causes daydreams, hmm, or something like that. I mean, that's a very easy thing to poke holes in, because he didn't have the sash when he daydreamed about being a skeleton, but I mean, hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, because he'd already lost the sash at that point. Well, by the same token, who, who says he even actually left the castle? Maybe he's asleep in bed with the sash like wrapped around his forehead or something. Could be, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I like my version better. I agree. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it uh, it wasn't my strongest effort, but uh, it it is what it is. So uh, yeah, that's that's been that. Um, final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. Yeah, it was an entertaining movie. Um, I don't know that I'm gonna buy a copy of it. Um, but um, I wouldn't be opposed to watching it again. I know I'm going to buy a copy. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to buy my mother a copy. She'll probably hate it. Uh, my father might actually really get into it. I don't know why, but I think he would. Um, oh, maybe he'll buy you a copy just to spite the point. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, no, I, I really, really enjoyed this. I think it's bizarre and wonderful, and it's a really good distraction from the hell that the world currently is. Oh, I actually, I take that back. I do have one final thought. Um yes. When, uh, before, like, long before I watched it and reading about, uh, Dev Patel's casting as a knight, the director was kind of making a big, not, well, not necessarily making a big deal, but he was kind of, like, acknowledging, you know, he was talking about colorblind casting, Mm -hmm. um, and 
I don't think the casting was that colorblind. I mean, obviously, it's cool for Dev Patel to be able to play Gawain, you know, a role he would normally not be able to play. But, like, when you look at the Knights of the Round Table, they were all white dudes. You know, the Lord and the Lady, well, I don't know what Alicia Vikander's uh, race is. I feel like... I'm pretty sure she's Swedish. Let me I, Swedish I thought she was, um, might be, like, mixed race, but I could no. totally be wrong. Well, I knew it, but she was from Sweden, but I don't necessarily know her she's heritage. Swedish. She's Swedish. Okay. Um, uh, also, I, I don't necessarily know about the chick that played Sir Winifred. Or not Sir Winifred. Sir I Winifred. believe she's um, mixed race. Um, I was going to say. I forget her name. Um, yeah, she, I, I whispered to you, uh, she was in the movie Solo. She played a, she, she's very, has a very distinct appearance. So, it, like, instantly recognizable. Um, but, uh, yeah, I believe she's biracial. But, yeah, and so, like, there was, like... And then you saw odd background characters, like I saw an Asian lady at one point, and you know you saw um, you know people, a few people of color, and it's just oh, she was also recently in um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, okay, I haven't yeah. watched that yet, um, but yeah, and so it was just kind of like it was, it still, it still felt. Um, oh, she's pretty. also openly lesbian. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very um, cool. But yeah, it's just so yeah, it still felt like a very white movie, and it, like yeah, I can definitely get that. I think it's going to take time for things to get more comfortable in that regard because mm-hmm. colorblind casting is still kind of a hot button issue. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's people on both sides saying a lot of really s- shitty things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think once it either normalizes the conversation will mellow or once the conversation mellows, it'll start to become more common. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see which line cracks first. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I it's, it's one of those where I don't think anyone is willing to take a chance right now. Yeah, understandable. Yeah. Yeah, it just... Uh... Yeah, that was just kind of a thought I had while watching it. I was just like, hmm, this is still pretty white, but yeah. Not not that it actually affected the movie, but, um, you know, based on their intentions, it just kind of, you know, made their intentions ring a bit hollow. You've got your hand raised. Yeah, because I've been wanting to talk. Yes, please. Uh, The director was born in Wisconsin. Oh, what's his name again? David Lowry. David Lowry, okay. Where in Wisconsin? Uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, ah. Uh, it's actually really interesting looking at his filmography, too. Oh, he's making a movie for Disney. I think it's for Disney. Yeah, it's for Disney. He is uh, making a film called Peter Pan and Wendy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to be probably live action. Uh, yeah. Uh, upcoming American adventure fantasy film. Uh, Alexander Maloney is going to be playing Peter Pan. Hmm. Uh, it's going to be his film debut as Peter Pan. Okay. Good luck, kid. Well, it makes sense, yeah, but, you know, if, if it's a child. Well, yeah, but there's mm-hmm. there's child actors right. that have been in it forever, and apparently yeah. he's, like, 15 or 16. Okay. So it's, like, the fact that this is his big film debut, either this is going to do very badly for him, or this could do really well for yeah. him. Do you remember the, uh, I think it was 2004 version of Peter Pan? It had uh, um, Jason, Jason Isaacs, Isaacs as, uh, as the dad slash hook. Yes. Um, <laughs> the movie in general, it wasn't great, but, uh, one of my favorite lines was, uh, 
it was uh, Hook, uh, Captain Hook saying to Peter Pan, something, something, if I were you. And, uh, and Peter Pan responds with, if you were me, I'd be ugly. <laughs> it was a great line. That is a pretty good line. See, I remember almost nothing from that movie. I watched it once and was like, eh, this, this, this was okay. Yeah, I saw it in theaters because I was the right age to go see that movie in theaters. Um, and then I watched it many, many, many years later on Hulu or Netflix or something. I was like, oh, yeah, this movie. And I watched it. And I remembered that line. I was like, yep, that's, that's a good line. That's the only thing I still remember from it. Um, the Oh, the um, the girl who plays Wendy was uh, Veruca Salt in the um, Johnny Depp version of... Uh, Willy Wonka. I remember that also. Mm-hmm. Yep, the end. That's what I remember about that movie. You remember it a little more than I did. Uh, I just remember that there was a movie that, between that and Tron Legacy, it completely destroyed an actor's career, basically. Which actor? Uh, I think his name was Garrett Hedlund? Is that the guy who plays Peter Pan? Uh, no, oh. that's the guy that played uh, Captain Hook in Pan. Ah. The same one that like nearly destroyed Rooney Mara's career. Was or, Pan really bad or something? Uh, I have no fucking idea, and I don't think anyone else actually knows whether or not it was bad either. No, the problem bad. was there was a white lady playing Tiger Lily, and everyone, oh! Mm. See, the whole colorblind casting thing comes yeah. back into question. It's like, mm, maybe that wasn't a good choice. Yeah. So, uh, let me Interesting that Scarlett name. Johansson's career really didn't suffer for over her playing uh, that character. In, uh... That's because she went back and said, mm, this was probably a bad idea anyway. Okay. So she was super apologetic. And I think that's the only reason that Rooney Mara is still around mm-hmm. is because she was like, mm, maybe that was a bad idea. Yeah. Um, I mean, in general, like here. Tiger Lily and the... Uh, um, uh, natives. Natives were very problematic in general and uh certainly um a product of a different time yes but there are ways to do them right right that's what i'm saying yeah um and yeah the actor's name is garrett headland and between that and um tron legacy mm-hmm. he basically doesn't have a career anymore it's like yeah. he he, uh, he turns up very occasionally um he had two movies come out in 2015 and then he had a sprinkling of other movies. Uh, let me see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven other movies, but spread out over the course of six years. Mm. So it's like he's, he's still finding work, but I've only heard of one of these, Triple Frontier, and that was a Netflix movie. Mm. So he had potential. As a, well, it's possible also that, I don't know. I, I only yeah. vaguely remember um, Tron Legacy, but yeah, maybe he just wasn't quite leading man material i don't know see he's got potential out the fucking wazoo Mm -hmm. but the problem is he keeps getting cast in projects that just don't quite work yeah it's like he's he's very capable and i i respect the dude for that Mm -hmm. but he's he's drowning yeah i mean that happens with a lot of folks you know they 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 have potential and then it's just it's a matter of uh you know you, you get the wrong roles and stuff and then you you know, you see him in a few big things, and then you never see him again. And then, he, and then eventually, ten years later, you know, you got folks like us going, "Hey, whatever happened to that guy?" Yeah. Uh, incidentally, uh, almost the exact reverse happened to well, kind of, kind of reverse happened to Sean Connery. Uh, did you hear what caused him to retire? Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, the story's not that simple. Yeah, I, I've heard the story. I don't remember it offhand, but yeah. So the story is, he took League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and he only took that. Because he had passed on another film and another opportunity a few years earlier. 
He had the opportunity to play Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he so, so he thought, oh well, this will this will be a big one instead. And then yeah. nope, <laughs> no, that that crashed and fucking burned. Kind of like um, you always feel bad when you hear about people who got like a cast for a role and then like fired because they just weren't quite right. Like um, I forget who it was. There was a different guy cast as Aragorn. Speaking of Lord of the Rings, oh shit. Um, and like. He had trained and everything, and he gets out to New Zealand, and he was on set for one or two days, and Peter Jackson was just like, man, this isn't what I was looking for. And, I, yeah, I, I'd have to look it up, and I'm not gonna, because we've been talking about a movie that's not Greenlight for long enough. But yeah. uh, uh, yeah. So I'll do it one more time. <laughs> uh, the movie Back to the Future, they had filmed almost half of it. Oh, yeah. With, with uh, Eric Stoltz. Yeah. And Eric, uh, in his infinite wisdom, uh, would say things such as, well, no, this film's not a comedy. This film's a tragedy. He's he's returned to his time, but it's not the time that he remembers. It's another world, and he has to pretend for his entire life to be someone that he's not. And it's like, Eric, lighten the fuck up. It's a, <laughs> it's a teen comedy. When, what the fuck? And now I'm pretty sure the only thing I've ever seen Eric Stoltz in was uh, Pulp Fiction. Did you ever see Butterfly Effect? Um, Starring Ashton Kutcher? I'm not sure I've seen the whole thing. I've seen oh. parts of it. Uh, did you see the scenes where there is uh, the two kids in the basement? That's not ringing a bell. Okay, there's a scene with two kids in a basement, and Eric Stoltz plays the stepdad. Huh. Yeah. It's uh, it's fucked up. I, I really like that movie. I might need to see if I can cram it onto the list somewhere. I vaguely recall him being in prison, and he slams his hands onto some spikes... To prove to somebody else in prison that he can do stuff. Neat fact, that's like one of the only really big plot holes in the movie. Otherwise, the film maintains its own fucking rules and lore pretty closely. But that doesn't fucking function according to the rules of the movie. Wasn't it? I feel like I remember reading a cracked article about that where it like it's because he would have potentially changed his timeline so much by doing that, that he might not have ended up in prison or something like that? No, it's oh. even fucking simpler. The idea is that when he changes the timeline, things actually goddamn change. So, for example, he changes the timeline, and the girl that he was dating in one version of the timeline is now a crack whore, and he, she does not remember anything about the nice reality. Mm -hmm. No fucking clue. So, the dude in prison wouldn't see the fucking stigmata happen. It would just be, oh, yeah, you, you have some scars on your hands. You've had them the entire time. What the fuck are you talking about? The oh, lore okay, of yeah. the film was broken in that moment to excuse some sloppy writing. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Anyway, we should probably wrap, wrap this episode up, huh? Eh, I guess. <laughs> All right, so... So, since, uh, because at this point, it's just Brandon Null talk about other movies. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, I can't even remember who started it. I'll find out later tonight when yes. I have to edit this. And in you can one either fucking yell, yell at me or yell at yourself. Both. Simultaneously. Okay. Yelling at you and then yelling at me for allowing it to happen. Okay. Yell what the email is. Uh, LSCpod at gmail.com. Okay. Yell the Instagram. Okay, the Instagram is the Longshot Club. Or... No, it's just Longshot Club. God damn it, I do that every time. I should write it on this paper. No, it, you told me not to last it's time. It's going to be a different paper every time. I'll write it on all of them. Don't. Oh. Yeah. I might. Okay. But that's because I have nicer handwriting. I disagree. Oh, you, you should see my actual handwriting. It's fucking immaculate. The, mm -hmm. on, the only reason that it's fucking scribbly there 
is because I was just writing it big quickly. Mm. Otherwise, my handwriting is very small and tidy. Okay. Anyway, uh, so uh, we still need to do the Twitter handle. Okay, what's your Twitter? Twitter? Eh. No, no, the show Twitter handle. Oh, the show Twitter handle. It's, That's at LSC Pod as it, well. It sure is. And my Twitter handle is at Brannigan Star with two R's. And mine is at MXM Null. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see here. I don't think that a hint is really required for the next movie. No. That's a sad movie. Just prepare for tears. Yeah, just prepare for tears, guys.